Harry and Dave shared credit on the white bus But as things advanced, their relationship was on the rocks Maybe less people know his name But he revolutionized war games With the first fantasy trying to chip away at my call-ins. I'm absolutely not complaining that I've got a massive stack of call-ins. I love to get them and sorry if it takes me a bit of a while to get through them. Today I've just got a whole lot of nice stuff. Thanks very much for the people that have called in about the interview that I did with Griffith Mon Morgan III. I very much enjoyed it. It's a bit longer than my normal shows but if you haven't listened to it do see if you can uh, find yourself an hour and a half long car journey to give it a listen because I'm really proud of it. I think it's one of the, uh, the better things that I've done on the podcast. Kicking off the call-ins then. Yeah, great episode, Dave. That interview with Mr Morgan. found it really fascinating. And I'll tell you what, the time flew by. I hardly noticed that, how long it actually was. And for me, hearing some love for wargaming was, was pretty refreshing. I think the wargamers quite often get knocked. Well, it seems that they do a little bit anyway. And, of course, what can I say? Flaming oil. You kicked it off with flaming oil. The gift that keeps on giving, I thought I'd heard the last of it. I should have known better. And I heard you kind of chuckling to yourself as well. Awesome. Well done, mate. We could do with some more like that. To add a little more substance to what I was saying there, Dave, because I felt the previous message was lacking somewhat. I think your idea to try some wargaming as part of Arneson Month is a very solid one, and that would be awesome to take a look at a couple of the games your guest mentioned. It also, for me, the penny dropped hearing about their use of a referee in the war games. That was not something I really encountered in, in years of wargaming having a referee, and now it makes it a little bit easier to see the leap from war games to the Dungeon Master's role in uh, RPGs. So that threw a lot of light on it for me. So, nice one. Take care. Catch you later. Yeah, so who do we have first? We had Colin, the legendary Spike Pit. Thanks very much for your kind words, Colin. And yeah, it's the referee thing which... um, yeah, which was my realisation as well. And I realised that watching the um, the Secrets of Blackmore film, actually, that that is the transition. Um, so I could pick up a bunch of war game rules and inflict them on my <laughs> on my kids or on a friend. But 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 the experience that I want to understand is that transitional experience of you know having this group who are feeling the constraint of the rules. You know, can I try this? Well. The rules don't say anything about how that would pan out. If you've got a referee, then you go over to your referee. I don't know, you pass them a note or you whisper to them, this is what I'm trying to, trying to have a go at. And the referee comes up with a ruling so that, so that you can try something a little bit out of the box. 
Uh, and that's the experience that I'd like to have a go at. And I'd like to try and understand a little bit better. Yeah, it has got me thinking, although <laughs> Arneson month is already pretty much half gone. Time marches on. Um, but we're not restricted to Arneson month, are we? Um, but that's what I want to get access to. I want to get access to um, a war game where it's understood by the players involved because they've agreed to have this role of the referee that um, that people would be trying unanticipated tactics. They'll be trying something. They'll be trying to surprise each other because, of course, that is your 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 key. Your key resource, really, in war, isn't it? The, uh, the element of surprise. Now, following on from that, here's a thing I'd like to hear if people have got thoughts on or if they know a little bit more about. Because doing my little bit of research, and I don't claim to be any kind of expert on the early history of the hobby, but doing a little bit of research around the various versions of the, uh, of the Blackmore stuff that's out there, it appears that some of the NPCs and key antagonists that you find in these resources are player-created. Um, it seems that um, Arneson was encouraging individual players to create and play um, big bads and antagonists. So it seems to me that something that might have been carrying over into those early Blackmore sessions was some of the, the competitive... and by Competition. I'm not talking about the idea of tournament dungeons and stuff like that. I'm not particularly interested at the moment. But some of that competition and antagonism that must have come out of the of the war game experience. So it seems like there may well have been player factions which were working against each other. Now I may have just got the wrong end of the stick there, although it would seem that that would carry over from the um, from the war gaming experience. Maybe I've got the wrong end of the stick. But that did start me thinking that that could be a fun thing to do. Um, you know, a dungeon crawl that was deliberately antagonistic. You know, we try and avoid PvP. You know, that's something you do in the war games. In the, in the dungeon crawl games, then it's all the players together against the you know, the GM's adversaries. But it seems to me that could be quite a fun thing to do. If you had a, a GM-run dungeon or a referee-run dungeon and you actually brought the players in as two different, two rival adventuring parties. So essentially they are wargaming using the dungeon environment as a, you know, as a battlefield and with the referee there to make the kinds of rulings that your dungeon master would make. I think that could be a lot of fun. Or if you have, you know, much like you get with a lot of the board game experiences, or if you have two player factions, one one faction playing the adventuring party and the other group playing the dungeon denizens, the dungeon defenders. What you've got there is pretty much like a you know a tabletop warhammer battle but with the additional element of having that referee there who can do the dungeon master type job and run various sort of unanticipated elements of their interaction that the rules wouldn't account for i wonder if people have tried anything like that or are aware of anything like that or maybe if i haven't really made clear the kind of experience that i'm thinking about but i haven't come across anything quite like that how lucky are you, Dave? Fantastic. Thank you so much for your interview with Griff. And uh, fantastic to hear about all that stuff 
You know what? I, as a war gamer and as a person who grew up in a household playing war games with my dad, uh, he just took me back on a journey, um, you know, 35, 40 years back to where I started and reminded me that this gap between role playing and war gaming is a very small one. And uh, I still love to war game. I still like to play and I, and I don't get the chance because the people around me say they're not interested. But um, I love it and I, I always have. It's just, you know, I tend to role play. But Dave, thank you so, so much for that interview and sharing it because it was fab. It's just absolutely fabulous to hear. Game on. Oh, Chay from Roleplay Rescue. Thanks so much for those kind words. It means a lot to me to get that encouragement from you, given that you are the expert interviewer of the Anchorites. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and so I, I don't have that nostalgia for war games. It was something... I wasn't introduced to. I used to, I was aware that it went on. I used to sort of look across at the war gamers, maybe wistfully, um, and wonder what they were up to. It did look like quite good fun, but I also knew at that early age that it could, certainly back then, it was something which was linked to collecting and crafting and expense. Not so much now as I've (laughs) learned how to churn out paper miniatures for Savage Worlds. And I can definitely, I can definitely see. So I'm thinking about Savage Worlds at the moment, and I'm enjoying that Savage Worlds really straddles that whole kind of tactical miniatures, battles, and role playing. It really is just a tactical minis game with a couple of role playing rules added on. I'm not sure I'm massively excited about lines and lines of infantry or big armies, but I definitely enjoy. Uh, a tactical tabletop battle, you know, squad against squad. And I suppose I've never found the I've never found the ideal set of rules. What I want is something we can complete, quickly set up, simple enough to explain to my kids, get it done and dusted in an hour. I've tried various things, kill team, still a bit fiddly for the kids, a few other things. Um, but I'm keen to take recommendations on sort of easy tabletop tactical battle games. Anyway, thanks for the call in, Che. Mordheim, I had quite a lot of fun. Got hold of the rules for Mordheim a few years ago. Could give that another go, actually, thinking about it. Especially now, I've got a good system for banging out the paper minis, so it wouldn't get too complex in terms of assembling the squad. That's an idea. As I'm... As I'm making these responses, I'm cooking up another idea. I had a go, there's a bit of discussion on the Audio Dungeon Discord recently about trying to simplify Savage Worlds. I had a go at um, a tentative, simpler version of the rules, cutting out skills, cutting out some other things. I don't think it's uh, of much use yet, but it did make me think maybe, maybe I could pitch that idea as an online game, trying to put together a, uh, an antagonistic dungeon crawl between two or three different factions and run it a bit like a refereed war game across a dungeon map. That might be a fun experiment. Seems like it might be a good way to um, to muck about with Savage Worlds. I'll see how that develops. Hey up Dave, Shandy Andy here. Just wanted to send you a quick message to congratulate you on your triple uh, A special with Griffith Mon Morgan III Really enjoyed it. It's not often I can listen to a podcast for an hour and a half, but that had me trapped in, as it were, for the entire duration there. Some fascinating snippets and stuff. 
and I'll probably have to going to have to uh, listen to it again. I think because I'm sure there were bits that I didn't uh, fully take on board. But great job, mate. Well done. Oh, thanks, Andy. That's Shandy. Andy calls from Unguarded Treasure B52. I really appreciate the kind words. Yeah, I enjoyed doing it. And I was initially daunted about all of the technological implications, but it all held up pretty well, particularly at my end. So I think I'll, I think I'll be doing a couple more interviews. I'll maybe, um, yeah, maybe try not to go for, for so long in future, but I'm glad people were were happy that they stuck with it i think it went pretty well it also made me realize that i've got the setup if i want to to do some actual play capture at least of audio um which is something i might i might experiment with for the podcast a couple of actual play sessions i've enjoyed listening to collins as he's put them out in triple a month um so i might do a couple of one shots or something like that um, and audio record the sessions. But thanks for the call in, Andy. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hi, Dave. Pete Jones here. Really enjoyed your interview with uh, Griff Mon Morgan. Um, I've got a, a background of majority wargaming with some role playing, so could really identify with Griff and what he was saying. Um, I'd, uh, I like playing board games as well, and I like these skirmish board games, things like. Zombicide, um, stuff like that, uh, the new Journeys into Middle-earth, because it gives a bit of a role-play feel with a bit of miniature feel. If you do want to try um, miniatures games, one I can highly recommend, American Civil War, is Battle Cry. It's a board game, but uh, we play with uh, minis on the tabletop and just use the rules out of the box. Dead simple, but it gives a cracking little uh, game that's uh, playable in about an hour. There's my thoughts. That was Pete from Dragons Are Real podcast, of course. Thanks very much for the call-in, Pete. And also for the recommendations. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if skirmish board games is what I was what I was trying to describe just now. I'll definitely follow up a couple of those. Um, I've never found quite the the sort of quick but nevertheless engrossing experience that I've been looking for that was um, that was sufficiently simple to introduce to my to my kids who've got a fair amount of patience for that kind of stuff but not uh, not a great deal of time to learn complex rules so I might give a couple of those a try I wonder what it I wonder what it felt like to have been to have been a war gamer primarily maybe to have had these you know these inclinations or these desires for something a little bit different and then to have and then to have gone into the the game shop and found dungeons and dragons on the shelf i don't know if that's how people get hold of it or whether they had to mail order it or whatever and were you know what what magazines it would have been distributed via probably the wargaming magazines but whatever however you came across it to have been a wargamer just craving something a little bit different and then seeing this and thinking oh I wonder if that that's what I'm after and then getting hold of the books and flicking through them and going yes yes this is the thing I mean I had an experience a bit like that I've mentioned this before I'm going to talk about this more for Arneson Month but my my way into RPGs was via the fighting fantasy game books when I picked up the Riddling Reaver which was actually not one of the game books, although it looked exactly like them. It was instead uh, a campaign for a very, very simple introductory role-playing system. And I'd read the books and thought, oh, this is all good fun, but, you know, 
your decisions are a bit bounded you've got two or three options at the end of a paragraph imagine if you could somehow do this um, in a more elaborate way and then finding that book and going yes yes this is what I'm after I wonder how those early early war gamers felt whether they had an experience like this this I didn't know it but this is what I've been looking for the whole time Anyway, I'll be keen to hear people's thoughts on that. Thanks again to everyone for the call-ins. That's me for today. Sorry about the wind and the road noise. This is all recorded on a wet and windy walk to the station because that's how this podcast goes. (laughs) Thanks very much for listening. And uh, I'll be putting out something soon for Arneson Month on a rules light system. You can call it rules light if you want. It's actually a very, very old system, which is very, very dear to my heart. I'll catch you soon. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Dave, please leave a message on Anchor, email dpercentile at gmail.com, or find him on Twitter at d underscore percentile.